This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, we are now going to turn it over to you, our dear listeners, for the Twitter mailbag segment. If you ever have any questions, you can send them uh, to Brian or I on Twitter, at BobbyBeltCX and at Brian Broadus. First question here, uh, Brian, from Stephen Adams. He says, do you guys think they bring in Cameron Dicker, who has just released, uh, to compete with the two they already have or just go with the two already here? Uh, he also wants to know if we think long snapper is a, se- a sneaky need since it doesn't seem like McQuaid has been great in camp. I haven't noticed any big issues with Jake McQuaid. Um, you know, it's it's long snapper. Somebody's crazy. listening to me do broadcast. Now, see, you're the big mm-hmm. long snapper. Yeah, no, no. So, so, so this, thoughts on McQuaid and if you would consider Cameron Dicker. I don't know that they'd consider Cameron Dicker because I didn't. They didn't seem super high on him during the draft process. They did not. They did not. And. If I'm correct, Cameron Dicker for the Rams was working as a punter, right? So maybe they were, maybe that's was what doing, they were yeah, trying to do. Yeah, he was doing some different things. He was like doubling up the same way that they had, uh, the, sure. the Cowboys had not, uh, Hunter Nice wanted to do for a little bit. There you go. Okay, with that being the case, I think that maybe when you get back, uh, when you get back to Dallas next Monday, maybe that'll be a better opportunity to bring guys in. And, and I, I think this week, they're going to see what they have with the two uh, kickers. And if you don't get the feeling that it's going the right direction, maybe you have a kicking derby uh, once everybody gets back into town. That that would be something there. Or you keep an eye on what's going on around the league with some of these teams that have backup kickers as well. Um, the thing about McQuaid, I had two people in the organization said, listen, uh, you know, with, with the problems that they had uh, earlier with, you know, the rookie kicker that, that it maybe it wasn't all him that if you watch McQuaid snaps, even the punt snaps or, you know, having to make Brian anger work a little bit high, a little of the sides that, I mean, they had one tip the other day, just, but that was bad, poor, excuse me, poor blocking. But the, there were some people that were hinting around that, that maybe, you know, that, that, that you need to keep an eye on what's going on at the snapper. It's just not as consistent as it needs to be. Next question here uh, from our, our dear listener at I got soul underscore. Uh, it says, are there any reasons for optimism regarding Kellen Moore fixing the issues he faced down the stretch last year coming into this season? So here's the issue with Kellen Moore that has been consistent, I think, the first three years that he's been here calling plays. The first several weeks of the season are usually very dynamic in the passing game. Uh, the offense gets rolling, and I know in 2020, Dak got hurt in week five, but things seem to take a downward trajectory about halfway through the season. Things get a lot more conservative. Uh, you know, teams start to, it seems like, pick up on his tendencies. So to me, it would just be a matter of 
is he going to remain consistent? Is it, it feels almost like he, he starts to try and outsmart himself a little bit as the season goes on and, and things become too conservative, things tighten up on him a little bit. Um, I, I will say one of the things I know we've talked about here, it does look like there's maybe some different route concepts that they've been working on here in training camp than they've had in the offense in recent years. And they are clearly trying to do some different things with Kevonte Turpin and Tony Pollard out here at these practices. But, Brian, uh, any optimism for either new wrinkles and or uh, the idea that Kellen can remain consistent into the second half of the season? One thing we haven't seen is the ball going down the field very much. No. Now, there's been some practices where there's been a few deep balls, but for the most part, things have been underneath, intermediate, you know, we've seen that in the uh, in the Denver game the other day. Uh, Danucci hit one that was big, but really haven't seen the ball going down a whole heck of a lot. And I like watching the 49ers the other night throw the ball with Trey Lance down the field. Kind of feel like that uh, you know, with Kellen Moore, I just wonder if he is going to get help. Is Mike McCarthy going to help? this year is Mike McCarthy making suggestions is Mike McCarthy or is Mike McCarthy saying hey listen you kind of figure this thing out and we'll go from there that's my only my only concern because I think Mike could help him there's people within the organization that say listen Kellen is extremely young but we can't use that anymore I mean this is you know this is a guy that has called plays it's not like he's a first year first time play caller so my confidence in him is and I, and I hate – I don't want to ride a fence about this guy, but I feel like that some of Dak's deficiencies and some of CeeDee Lamb's deficiencies and some of Tony Pollard's deficiencies are on his shoulders or on yeah. Kellen Moore's shoulder. Until, and until I see otherwise, completely otherwise, I'm going to have my concerns about Kellen Moore as a primary play caller. Do you think – uh, I think a lot of people view Kellen Moore as the modern offensive coordinator or did at one point where it was like, oh, a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of motion at the snap, trying to push things vertically down the field. We've talked about this in recent weeks that it feels to me a big influence on Kellen Moore was Scott Linehan. Um, and Scott Linehan, but I don't know that I see a ton of Scott Linehan and things that he calls because Scott Linehan – was a big proponent of single-back offense. Um, that that doesn't seem to be as much of what Kellen Moore's doing. What Kellen Moore's concepts seem to come from, I don't know about you, Brian, feels very 90s West Coast offense passing concepts. A lot of, you know, quick, accurate slants, ends, crossing routes. That seems to be more of what Kellen Moore wants to run instead of things, you know, routes 7, 8, 9 on, 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 the, right. on the route tree. Yeah, it's... At times, it's puzzling that he was so good for eight weeks. But then you look at the health of his runner. You look at the health of his offensive line. You look at the health of his quarterback. He went from being a guy that we all talked about as, boy, this guy's the the, the real whiz kid. And when these jobs start to open up, you know, we're going to lose Kellen Moore. By the end of it, you were like going, well, if Kellen Moore gets a job somewhere else, let him interview at – Jacksonville or any of these other college jobs, whatever you, everybody was going to be okay with that. I'm, I'm willing to give him this opportunity, but if I see that it's, if it doesn't work, then we're going to have a whole new coaching staff and it's could be Dan Quinn or Sean Payton or somebody 
but then they're going to have to change the offense and stuff. And then if, then the evaluation becomes about Dak Prescott, you know, who had, will then have two more years on his contract. Yeah. You know, that that's where, that's where I think we're at right now. If the offense struggles and fails and they're the reason why the team is say nine and eight and doesn't make the playoffs, then you're going to see. And, and, and I say that nine and eight with everybody being healthy, not a catastrophic injury to somebody that, you know, your yeah. quarterback or whoever. Um, but if Kellen Moore in this offense doesn't do their part and Dan Quinn and their then the defense does their part, we're going to see somebody else as the offensive coordinator next year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Randy Pugh is asking, at what point or at what threshold does the benefit of Tyron Smith's talent become outweighed by the inconsistency of his availability? I think that's a question the Cowboys have really struggled with the last two years. Yeah, he's one of the cheapest premier left tackles in the league he does not cost you a whole lot of money and so what you're getting is you're getting a a high level player when healthy but you're also getting a liability when not and that's the whole thing about and let's let's be honest with folks out there Bob I haven't seen Tyler Smith play one rep at left tackle yet and they talk about him as a left side player I have yet to see him take one snap. Now, I did an OTAs in many camps, but I think you brought up the fact that he might be just too good at guard not to not to mess with right now, that maybe they're like, listen, learn this position and we'll figure out the tackle stuff. Yeah, I mean, but, he's, the ta- he's the left tackle of the future, I believe. Right. So, so, I mean, I think they are still, when you ask about at what point do the Cowboys deal, I think they already are, they are dealing with it right now. And, and they're trying yeah. to, to get in front of it with the Tyler Smith selection. Um, I, yeah, this, I just this, think this that Tyron Smith, you're gonna, you're gonna just, you're going to bite the bullet here, and you know that he's going to play 12 or 13 games. That's what you know. But he is. You look at what happened with, uh, you know, once again, he's NFL top 100. Uh, if you look at the tackle salaries, he's one of the most inexpensive tackles, but he's also the one that's the least available. Yeah, and those, those are all issues that you can't. Uh, you know, can't turn a blind eye to. You have to be able to address those. And I think right now I'm willing to to say, let's see how it goes for 12 or 13 games because I know that's what I'm going to get. And, and uh, look, I think that this is very possible that this is Tyron Smith. He's already tweaked his ankle. You know what I'm saying? It's back. already, it's already we're already happening. You know, it's yeah. just you know, he's, you know, it's going to happen. He's had the back issue. He's had the ankle sure. issue. Um, sure. And so this is this is to me very possible. This is the last year Tyler Tyron Smith is here, um, and sure. so that, that's something that I think they are in the process of of preparing for. Uh, Dean Julia twelve on Twitter says, "Who are some guys you think the Cowboys can't afford to try to get to the practice squad that might get poached when cutdowns roll around?" I think for you, we always we always overrate. This. I, I know, but this I think is... that guy for you right now is Peyton Hendershot. I yeah, because what I'm surprised he didn't get drafted. There was a good list of tight ends. I, I know that I worked through a ton of it. It seemed like they were all six, seven, you know, in height. And yeah. 
it's just a good list. And I was surprised because you were telling me once again, you're like, hey, this Hendershot kid, they really love him. And I'm like, you know, he wasn't one of the guys I evaluated in the 190 players I did. But I should have. And I'm surprised he didn't get drafted. Um, you know, uh, could – could because um, the way the practice squad rules are different now, you can kind of get some veteran guys on there. It used to be it just was kind of a young guy list. I wonder about some of these linebackers. I wonder if they tried to get cute. I wonder if they tried to get cute uh, with Harper? our with, with a, like with Devin Harper. That I would be a risk, they, I think. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I wonder if they try and get cute with one of these offensive linemen. When we, when, and I mean, like the well, let's go or ball or something like that. I mean, maybe they they say, okay, well, we we feel like we can get you know better here, and we'll just swap one of these guys out. Um, the wide receivers, I don't particularly worry about. I just don't. I yeah. don't worry. I worry about the tight end, one of these offensive linemen, maybe. Um, you know, I, but the defense, you know, they're going to release a veteran. They're going to release a, probably a veteran defensive lineman. The linebacker, I mentioned Devin, uh, is a possibility there. Is like I don't think you want to get too cute there. Mukwamu might be one. Cool. Mukwamu might be one. What if they? What if they? What if Bell doesn't? What if Bell doesn't show yeah, up? Yeah, and as I think, well? but I, th- I think that one is also a risk. I, I think Bell would be a yeah. risk. Look, if you want to talk about the guys that were undrafted free agents that they could potentially get cute with, but that Will McClay has highlighted, it was yeah. Mika Tafua, Peyton yeah. Hendershot. Um, I think Hendershot and Bell, Tafua, you know, I, I can, I'm okay with I think, no, they'll, sure. the, I think, the, I don't think Tafua is making it, but I think he's a sneaky consideration given the fact sure. that Will McClay spoke so highly of him. Uh, next question here from uh, at big underscore squeak says, after some solid rookie performances by this draft class in the first preseason game, do you anticipate the entire draft class making the roster? So, Let's think about who those names were. Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, uh, John Ridgway, Damone Clark, Deron Bland, and Devin Harper, as well as uh, Matt Wiletsko. And so I think when you look at that group, uh, Wiletsko and uh, – goodness, who's the other one I I just missed? Uh, Wiletsko, I think, is a candidate to potentially end up on IR – um, yeah. and, and Damone Clark. Damone Clark and, and Willetsko are probably going to be injury stashes for yeah. now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the only question I think really would be Harper, and I think Harper's on this team. Yeah, it, it, depending on how you the linebacker situation shakes out, he's the one guy that I would keep around. I'd keep him around over Luke Gifford. If, if you said, give me one or the other, yeah. kind of know what Luke Gifford is. you know. And I, I'm so I'm like, oh, I'm okay. So I'm, I'm. Give me the guys that can run. Harper, you know, you know, our, my guy from LSU, Cox. Give me those guys that can run and 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 make plays that way. So I'm a, uh, I'm I'm more likely to 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 keep those guys around than anybody else. Not only uh, can Harper run, uh, he also in that first preseason game he was green dot guy. So they were trusting yeah. him with the communication. They, they think he's bright enough to handle that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that will do it uh, today for Brian and I. We'll, we'll have some more takeaways later this week following these practices. Uh, there will be a lot to talk about as we get closer to cut-down day, the Chargers game coming up, and then just one more preseason game after that against the Seahawks. We'll talk to you guys again later this week.